Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all of the life that happens around them. There's a microphone. We can talk now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, we're going to talk about transition stuff. Yay! I'm glad there's stuff to talk about. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Yeah, it's good there's stuff to talk about. I'm just mm-hmm. a little tired and grumpy. You are tired and grumpy because it's that point in your cycle, which sounds funny to say. Yeah, it's the day after the shot exhaustion or something. Yeah. Yeah, which we can we can ex- we can talk about. So, but where we want to start is at the end of the first shot cycle. Yeah. Which was about ten days in. Mm-hmm. That was about when we last recorded. Was just before you hit that, before you hit the wall when your levels dropped off after your first shot. That Damn. was yeah. That was the last time we recorded um, about about transition stuff. We recorded about kids in between it. Yeah, we recorded. And that was so much stuff that that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So at the end of the first shot cycle, there was a really huge low with emotional range and um, so much so that I did call the doctor and I wanted to you know see if we should address this now or what we should do and um, there's this kind of ridiculous cycle that goes on with the clinic that kind of goes in a circle and it seems to be a dosey do every time you play this game of trying to communicate but it's not as frustrating as other doctor's offices I've dealt with, only because they are so damn nice there. So, you call, the, you call, they say the nurse will call you, the nurse doesn't call. You call again, leave another message, because uh, the nurse before was in a meeting and should have been out and called you already. So then you have to tell the whole thing again to somebody else who's going to tell the nurse. And then um, the first nurse calls back and says, Okay, let me talk to the doctor. Calls me back and says, "We're just going to stay the course. We'll let's just you know stick with what we're doing." The next one calls back an hour later or two hours later and says, "The other nurse, the other nurse, different nurse. Nobody's communicated with each other at this point. (laughs) And if they've both communicated with the doctor, apparently because they have two different answers. (laughs) Now they say I should come in in about a week, which I I was like, you know." I thought we were staying the course, but that sounds fine to me because that will be close to the next, the end of the next 10 days after the next shot. Because right. that night was a shot. By the time we had all this, you know, goofy communication with the clinic, um, that night was a shot. And then um, mm-hmm. it would be about 10 days right before weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't want to land on a Friday and not have any. Uh, input right and because you're getting your shots on tuesday that friday saturday time was the time that you really started to was the time that you really started to um to hit that low right so we were concerned about that happening again right so but the doctor's visit was kind of like the first nurse calling the doc basically said, let's stay the course, but 
what else can we do? Should we an, add an antidepressant? Should we, you know, do something basically medical? And I was like, no, not really. Let me just plan this with my wife and ride it out. If we know that it's coming, it's it's sort of like PMS. You can just plan to be elsewhere or do something. Yeah, and we, we kind of thought it might because it seemed to be, you know, related to the the shot. I was calm. It was good. And then I was all of a sudden unhappy for no reason at all, just in general. Yep. And you were really down. You were having a hard time, like, even wanting to get out of bed. Yeah, and I came and talked to you, and your ideas were basically the same as mine, which were, uh, you know, keep busy. So I did stuff around the house, and those things got done, and I was satisfied with those things getting done, even though I still wasn't happy. And then I had a shot, and um, things were pretty calm again. Yes. Mm -hmm. So... Um, so that was the... And the understanding is that with a two-week shot period, that it's going to, even as it dissipates at the end of that cycle, it's still sort of building up, and each low has been a little less low. That's why the doctor thought we should just stay the course. She said, I think it'll be a little bit less low each time, and we should see what happens first. Mm -hmm. Let's not change anything yet. We just got started. Mm -hmm. which, you know, made sense to me. Um, I'm used to a more homeopathic approach, which is pretty much you do things now because you're having the problem now. And the medical field doesn't do it that way because it's science. And they say, no, we're doing this, and this is the plan we made, and we're going to do it according to the plan. And until you have empirical evidence as to why we ought not, then we stick to the plan. And we did. And we did. Yes. So then that that was the second shot. Mm-hmm. And that was my poor wife standing behind me with a needle going, I can do this. I can do this. And it's funny because it was the first one that I had to give you. And I I wasn't concerned about needles or blood or any of that stuff. That That doesn't bother me. My biggest concern was... I don't want to hit a nerve or a blood vessel or bone or do something that's really going to hurt my husband. Right. And we did plan for that. We, you know, we YouTube researched it. I told you everything that the nurse did in my first shot. And I watched and the video again of them giving you the shot. And I looked up YouTube videos on how to place it and what to do. Right. I wasn't worried about the same thing. No. I was just wanting the damn shot. <laughs> yeah, at that point you were. You poor thing. I was like, give me a shot. Oh, you were jonesing for your tea. It was. <laughs> you were yeah. bad. And um, so I had no idea that, that you might be having any nerves about it because you always get calmer when you get nervous. I do. So. Until you were saying those words out loud, I had no idea. And I was like, oh, my poor wife. Um, oh, well, she'll do it. <laughs> so, yes, and I so did. You did. And uh, that was fine. Uh, no problems at all with the shot. Um, we followed the criteria, and shot went well. And, um, and we had a similar cycle to the previous one. You were good, you were calm, and then you... Dropped off. 
it, it, yeah, towards the end, and it was probably more like the towards like one more day later than the last time. It was right. um, not the, maybe the tenth day, maybe the eleventh, and, and instead of um, feeling like depression had you know come over me or something, I felt anxiety, which which is the flip side of the whole coin. Um, so I felt anxious and more anxious and a lot more anxious. And then a whole lot more anxious. And then, and it was very physical. Both these feelings were very physical. I couldn't find any other reason for them. I tried to reason, use logic with myself. There's no reason to feel this way, you know, pull pull yourself out of it. It it just wasn't working. Or with anxiety, you know, I don't know. You, you, You couldn't calm yourself from just being jumpy about everything. And you were physically jumpy, too, just like you had been physically lethargic when you were depressed. You were tense and jumpy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. So that was that was just before the third shot. And the third shot was interesting, but I'll, I'll come back to that in a second because I just finished the same type of explanation here or the same points on it, which... Following the anxiety before the shot, I still was anxious for a day or so after, mm-hmm. which surprised me. And um, so, I mean, all of these things are a little surprising. And I think that anybody starting their hormone replacement therapy, they would find there are surprises to this. This is a, a medical um, application, and that doesn't necessarily go the way you're going to imagine it's different for different people. Uh, So, and there's things you don't think about. You're thinking about changes. You're not thinking about you're going to possibly feel not so good at some point too. And even if you do think of that, you don't really, for me, consider that you wouldn't be able to deal with it, not being able to talk myself out of that feeling that I was having. Well, I think part of that also has to do with the fact that usually we are just the kind of people who just deal with whatever happens. You have to. You have to, especially when you're a parent and when you've been taking care of yourself for decades. And you're a parent of special needs children. Oh my goodness, yes. And whatever the hell they come up with, you just deal with it. You've gotten so used to just dealing with whatever the hell comes your way. You, yeah, you find that the feeling should be related to a circumstance, and therefore you should correct the circumstance or correct the way you're dealing with it. And that was not something I, I could find my way uh, around. So, I, I, I mean, the best thing I think to do was to talk to my wife because we like the communication thing. It's, it's, it's highly functional. Yes. And um, then apply coping methods. So... What was amusing about the third shot is we said, let's let's try the other side. We've had two shots on one side. Right. So I'll try the other side. And um, when my wife pulls the needle out, there's a lot of blood. Yes. I probably had... When I when I pulled the plunger back on the needle, I hadn't pulled out any blood, so I wasn't injecting into a vessel, but I had probably grazed one on my way in. Or the way out. Or the way out. Right. 
this doesn't sound funny, but what was funny is that all of a sudden I got cold, clammy sweats and started turning green. And I, I again, I was like, what the hell is this? You were a particularly and, handsome shade of olive, I must say. <laughs> it was funny because I'm so not that type of person. I'm the, I'm the person who comes home on a sprained ankle after making my wife drive for three and a half hours from San Francisco to, you know. Right. And I come back with a sprained ankle, and I walk on it because I'm parenting. And then I start hurling because apparently there's a lot of pain and I haven't noticed it. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, kids will come to us with skins and scrapes and all that kind of stuff, blood is just one more thing to be cleaned up and you move on. Right. So really comparatively, it was more blood than the other needle pricks, but it was less than uh, our worst skinned knees. Yeah. It's just was a really strange reaction. I had to go and sit down. You did. <laughs> had to get some rescue remedy because I wanted to know what was going on there. I thought, is this a what kind of emotional reaction? Is this and why? And I really didn't want to hurl my dinner. I work late on that night, so it wasn't a well-balanced meal. It was some leftovers that I really didn't want to hurl. I go to work the next day. And I tell my coworker this because you know you you have a coworker that's your work spouse. It's like your work spouse. She's kind of like a brother and a sister at the same time. She's girly, but she doesn't act terribly girly. No, she's very practical. Mm-hmm. She's sporty, and she she knows what's going on. So I say, you know, this is this the one. is what happened, and I turned green, and she starts laughing, and she says. And you know why? And I said, why? And she said, because now you're a boy. You're a boy, so you're a pansy ass. Because boys are pansy ass when they're sick or when they're injured. And I just started laughing. I thought that was what was wrong with me. (laughs) Obviously. You're a boy. (laughs) (laughs) I was acting like a boy does. (laughs) Physiologically reacting. There you have it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that that was kind of more of a surprise than, I think, the downturn of emotions or the uh, jangling emotions of anxiety. That was more of a surprise. Right. So. So that's, is that where we're at now? That's where we're at now. Okay. Yep. So I think that's all. Is, was there anything else? You turned green, and that was the end of the story. And that, now we're that was it. back to... I got nothing else for you. Back no to... other colors yet. Well. We'll see. <laughs> okay. All right. Yep. Yep. We can be found on the web at transpantastic.blogspot.com. And you can email us at transpantastic at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about. 
Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, and so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Yeah! And then the next thing... And you're turning pages right in front of the microphone. Sorry. Okay. Okay. I hope they can hear all that because I see those lines are kind of slim over there. Yeah, it's... You're going to have to play with all that stuff. Yeah, that's what I do. Thank you, techie wife. You're welcome, untechie husband. (laughs) (laughs) 